Welcome to the show. It's Real Talk with the Six Man. I'm your host, the Six Man. This podcast is uncut, unscripted, and we talk about a wide range of topics such as black entrepreneurship, social injustice, education, finances, the family dynamic, Me Too movement, Black Lives Matter, and mental health, along with many more. It's a Real Talk podcast to empower, educate, encourage, uplift, and inspire, and to allow others to be better than they were yesterday. You're listening to Real Talk with the Six Man. Be better than yesterday, I gotta be better than yesterday No matter if I'm playing six man or star, I'm better than yesterday I gotta be better than yesterday, I gotta be better than yesterday No matter if I'm playing six man or star, I'm better than yesterday We gotta be better, do better that's every minute, every second. Uh, drop a juice, hope you collecting them. Uh, the voice of the people, we all gon' get heard. This real spill, never clear what I say. Uh, always tuned in, never tuned out. Gotta stay walking, be a sleepwalker. Gotta stand up, got too many stand out. Stay ready, like the six man of the year. We up now. We, we, we up now. Be better than yesterday, I gotta be better than yesterday. No matter if I'm playing six man or star, I'm better than yesterday. Welcome back, y'all. Welcome back, man. Welcome back to the show, man. Real talk with the six man. Oh man. Again, man, let me um try to look at look up something on my phone. Um let me let me first again, as I did on Facebook Live. Um, just wanted to reiterate um, and thank everybody for all of uh, the birthday texts, um, Facebook message, phone calls, um, just just all of the um, all of the minutes that you guys took, you know, out of your life just to say happy birthday to me. Um, it meant a lot this year for some reason. I mean, it means a lot all the time. But um, 42, I don't know. I was on the beach and I was talking. And it just made me think about a lot of stuff. I mean, at the time, I knew I couldn't do it on um, on, on Facebook Live. But, um, you know, I, it, it stayed stuck in my thoughts. And it really made me um, kind of reiterate in my own mind, like, what I was saying about being 42 cuz uh I've been through I've been through a lot of shit man and so it's like every year that goes you know that goes by it makes me think about a lot of the shit that I have been involved in a lot of the shit that I have done and then kind of it being my my motivating force to kind of do what I'm doing now um being involved with the community um just talking about some of the um, issues that we do have in our community and then trying to you know stay abreast on what's going on so I can kind of you know put that that information out because sometimes people don't know what's going on and if I'm able to put that that information out there for you then you know I'm kind of making an impact the way I want and you know a part of putting information out there is um, talking about yourself you know, realizing how far you've come at as an individual, as a person. Um, you know, some of your flaws, some of the things that you do that you say you want to change about yourself or just anything. You know what I mean? Just anything that you can think of that 
you know, makes you look at yourself differently now compared to where you kind of started out. I mean, because I started out, um, I want to say I started out like tail end of uh, elementary school. I was having an incident, repeated incident. Um, <laughs> I didn't like it. I wanted to do something about it since I couldn't do anything about it physically. So I went and did something else to ensure I wouldn't have to deal with some of the bullshit I was dealing with in elementary school. And I stopped dealing with it, you know. I stopped dealing with it. I bought a handgun, and that shit just changed. You know, my mindset was, well, nobody going to fuck with me no more. Nobody. Now that I had this gun in my hand. I mean, and back in the day, you know, you had your your situations where you um you dealt with people and you know some people were cool some people weren't and you know back then for whatever reason they just weren't i mean even though as you grew up they lived in the same neighborhood same area you know y'all from the same you know environment so you know what's what and it just seemed like for whatever reason you know they wanted to be bandwagon type niggas and wanted to try to impress the so-called niggas that 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 had like a name for themselves already, and I mean I had a name. My name was Kevin, but motherfuckers just ain't know that shit. I ain't even really know that I had the type of shit in me that ended up coming out. I mean I I can remember man one time just seeing my father in a different state of mind. You know what I'm saying? And it made me just think like, damn, Slim, he on some real shit. You know, in my own mind. And as I've gotten older, you know, even when I was young, you know, people used to say, you just like your father. You just like your father. And I used to, um, I used to get upset. I used to get mad because I, I wasn't, I wasn't fully, I wasn't fully sure what they meant by that. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't fully, at that time, you know, kind of being young, just hearing that from different, you know, family members. You just like your father. And some of them meant, meant it for different reasons. Some of them meant it because, you know, my father was cool to shit. My father was cool as shit. And he was very sociable. He was very sociable. He was loud, like me. I mean, at times people say, why are you so loud? I'm like, I'm not trying to be. That's just me. And um, he was he was outspoken. He spoke his mind. Uh, he told you just what he was feeling on his heart. And that was it. You know what I'm saying? And then... There's a side of him where people don't like where he, you know, he may get upset or he may see things a certain type of way. And then it'll make him feel a certain type of way. And then that's the that's the part that some people um got a chance to see about my father as well. And I remember, you know, kind of growing up, people started to see that in me as well. Cause in the beginning, like I said, I was I was a cool kid. I just went to school. I really didn't bother nobody. Hung out with the ladies every now and then. You know, hung out with my boys, Antoine, Eric. Um, damn, there was so many of us back then, man. I remember we used to hang out with um, Rasan, um, Stink. Let my man, let my good man Stink out of it, man. Um, I think he'll be home soon, though. Stink was cool as shit, man. I mean, Stink was always cool with me. Um, it was a lot of dudes. That was cool with me. Chris, Chris Plummer out there, A1 Finishes, doing his thing. Um, I mean, we I had a lot of friends, you know, in school. It was just, you know, those times where all kids go through the the those stages where other kids aren't so nice and, you know, kids just do shit just to, you know, make a rep or make a name for themselves or whatever the case or or whatever they do it. But I know me, I just was chilling. I, I didn't I didn't make too much noise. I think I um I was mischievous in my own way with my crew, with my boys. Um but I never like, you know, been that guy to to, to um to like start shit. Like to just get in your face and don't know you and just wanna do something type shit. That that wasn't me. Um if you fuck with me, you know, I would um I would definitely protect myself and and, and try to protect the ones that that was with me, you know, physically. But again, once I um once I got this gun and felt like, you know, I was able to defeat this 
you know, just bully this guy that was coming to beat me up in my school. I was able to, to defeat him, but I didn't do it, you know, in a violent way, meaning that I had the gun, but I didn't use it towards him. And I think even at a younger age, man, I realized that that was not the thing to do, to get a gun and just kill. Like, that, nah, that wasn't, I bought it simply, you know, as a way of um, being somebody else's perception. If I pull that gun out, they have no idea how the fuck I'm going to react. They don't know if I'm crazy. They don't know if I'm bullshitting. All they see is that gun. And when they see that gun, me as an individual, I change automatically in their face because they like, damn, okay, this nigga got a gun. Now you got to think, now you got to remix your whole situation because you're trying to figure out how the fuck you're going to get through this because I got this gun in my hand. And I think in the beginning, I think in the beginning it was it was cool because I, I, I can say now for a certain that I wasn't really built to be shooting people at that time when I first got this gun in elementary school. I wasn't built because I didn't even really tell people I had it. The only people that kind of knew I had this gun was people who was close to me that went to school with me every day or just people that was cool, that was cool with me. And I didn't carry it around every day, but I would eventually kind of start carrying it you know, everywhere we go. And, you know, it's times that I've been places and I've had it on me and didn't tell anybody. And nothing kicked off, though. So that's why I say that it wasn't, I don't think I got it to be, you know, to give myself some type of shine or to give myself some type of, um, um, you know, leave my, leave my, my, like, like my name, so to speak, how they say, leave your mark or whatever. Nah, I never did, I never did it for that. I never did it for that. I think I just did it because I, I did want to feel like I wanted to be protected. And I could fight, but, you know. And Southeast is just a different beast sometimes, man. You got niggas just on some other shit for, you know, sometimes no apparent reason. You know, niggas that know you, you know, um, see you and shit, fake dap you up and then rob you. I mean, it. you know, niggas in Southeast is treacherous, man. I mean, I... When I say I've been through some shit, man, I'm, I'm pretty sure every person that grew up in Southeast got a story, man. So, you know, when I come on this platform and I kind of start sharing a little bit about myself, man, it, you know, it's nothing compared, it's nothing in comparison to some of the people that I've talked to that that grew up in Southeast, that grew up in my area where, you know, where, you know, it was a little different. It was just a little bit different. I mean, I know Northeast had they different situations. I'm pretty sure Southwest, because I've heard about plenty of stories about Southwest. And I got a few uh, stories up in Northeast, you know what I'm saying, the Michigan Park area, you know. So, I mean, you know, I'm pretty sure everybody got a story. And so it it, it does not make me feel like I'm, I'm an original. I'm, I'm an originator of, you know, storytelling. Because if you talk to anybody, and I mean anybody, male or female, that grew up in Southeast D.C., you know, um, around the time period that I did, they got stories for you, regardless if it's about them or people that they know. They got stories for you, man. And some of those stories, you know, sometimes they pop up in my own head at different times. Like like yesterday, I was on live. And um, as I was saying, 42, and I didn't think I would make it, shit start popping in my head. All these memories. You know, motherfuckers that I done shot at, motherfuckers that I done robbed, Selling drugs. I mean, just all these memories just start popping up in my head. I'm like, damn, but I'm I'm standing on the beach in some water on the beach in Mexico. In Mexico, like, like wow. Like, this is crazy. Like, when I was in Jamaica, it did it to me when I was in Jamaica. And so, um, it just makes me think back to, you know, some darker times when I was a different motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? I was the type of motherfucker that, you know, um, you know, I, I you know, I would I would go out, man. I would go out, and I'd probably be with the homies, couple homies or whatever. But I was that nigga that, you know, I would literally walk in and be looking for the niggas that's going to jump shit off so I can identify them and find out where the fuck they at. And I and I would really watch these niggas. I would really watch these niggas as I'm, as I'm partying and as I'm drinking and as I'm chilling. I'm watching, you know what I'm saying, certain motherfuckers because I know. You know what I'm saying? You could just tell when you walk in a room, when you walk inside of a room, you could just tell, man. You could just catch a nigga vibe and just know something about him ain't right. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you might be wrong, but your motherfucking gut, that's why I tell people all the time, man. You know, it's one thing 
thinking about something and trying to make a decision, you know, just based off the circumstance, right? But if your motherfucking gut start tingling or whatever the fuck it do for different different people, man, you got to listen to that. Because that's your natural defense system. That's your natural, your body's natural defense system telling you something ain't right. You know what I'm saying? Motherfuckers used to joke about having gaydar and all that shit. Nah, this shit totally different. You know what I'm saying? That term, going with your gut, is like a real holistic term, man, that we got to, you know what I'm saying, use more often. Because your gut is your natural defense system against anything. that will, It will tell you that you're doing something wrong. And, and I'm like, you know, spiritually, maybe that's a way that, you know, God speaks to us in our gut, you know what I'm saying, and, and, and gets us that feeling like, damn, maybe we shouldn't do this. Or maybe we shouldn't do that. Because naturally, your gut would tell you, or you would have a feeling like, I don't know if I should do this. I spend times... I've um I've went over people's house or or tried to, you know what I'm saying, connect with people, you know, even in, you know, doing drugs, you know what I'm saying? In in that drug game, you gotta actually meet with people. And sometimes you gotta meet with them in different places. And I remember one time, um, I was supposed to go meet with this dude, you know, to, you know, hit him up. And um it was it was something about the vibe. It's just something about me not wanting to um me not wanting to meet with him. And I remember, you know, he he uh he pays me on the beeper. <laughs> he pays me, and I normally would call him back. I normally would respond. You know what I'm saying? I normally would hit him with a couple digits, you know, to let him know that I'm good, his request is good. And then I would hit him with another couple digits with an approximate time, you know what I'm saying, I would meet him so we can kind of, you know, handle our business. And um, this time I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't respond back. I didn't even, I didn't even, um, I didn't even page him back. And, um, that, that, uh, that, that sparked something in me because I hadn't seen him in like maybe, uh, I don't know, like a week or two. I hadn't heard from this, this particular person. And, um, I'm, I'm at the barbershop one day and I'm coming out of the barbershop, about to get on the bus and I look across the street. Um, at the little the little park right there on Martin Luther King Avenue, I was at Rick's Barbershop, and it was a uh, a dude had pulled somebody over. You know, he was the side of the road or whatever. And um, as the dude was coming back to to walk to to get in his car, the police officer, I saw his face, and it was and it was this person. It was this person that I was supposed to be trying to deal with. Now I still can't. I still cannot fathom this day because I'm trying. I'm still to this day trying to figure out was he just somebody that was trying to, you know what I'm saying, buy some drugs so he can kind of, you know, start his own thing or, or was he somebody that kind of saw me from the neighborhood and thought he was like going to be a vigilante cop and just start hitting niggas up and getting with him to try to get drugs from him and then lock him up. Like, I, I didn't get it. I still don't get it. But I think that even me not paging him back and then seeing him that day on the avenue and just seeing his face, it, it solidified for me that sometimes we got to pay attention to our gut, man. It'll tell us everything, man. Because I've been in a few situations like that, but that's just one story, you know what I'm saying, to kind of, you know, pop up in my head as I think about some of the shit that I've been through. And, um, yeah, man, I mean, um, um, the background, you know, people walking past, um, they checking out, they leaving the result. So that's kind of the room is kind of on a on a main sidewalk where people kind of walk past to go to um to the buffet or go to the lobby or whatever. So that's kind of the the background noise. People kind of walking past. I mean, it's like um it's like seven o'clock in the morning here. So people kind of just getting their day started. Um, going on excursions and, you know, just doing stuff outside in the in Mexico, in Tulum, you know, and then come back. That's how you work it. You get up early and you um you start your day early, man. Do your do your, your excursions, get you something to eat and all that. But they got the workers they on their way to work, about to clean up. Pretty clean resort. I mean it's it's decent. I mean I've been to 
better, but this one is is decent. Got got decent views. Beach right here. I mean, it's actually real nice. And I think the whole time that I've been here, you know, the whole time that I've been here, I just after I mentioned that to y'all on live, man, I just been thinking about it. Like, damn, I'm 42. Like, that's 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 crazy, man. I mean, crazy in a good way, though. Crazy in a good way as I think about, you know, some of this shit. I mean, the Green Door, 6th Street, my man L, my brother Ty, Big John. <laughs> I remember back in the day when we uh, was running with Phil, Quet, Prunick, uh, Cap Joyner, um, all them dudes, man, back in the day, man. E.T. Dirt, the Twins. Jack and James, man. We, I mean, it was so many dudes that been in that house, man. Raul, I call, I, I mean, he mocked me. He always going to be mocked, but his name is Raul. We changed his name and shit. But, you know, even that nigga, I mean, we got stories. Jason, Jay Munson, the barber, man, everybody done lived in that house, man. And that and that and that that green door with grandma downstairs, man, it's a lot of stories in that motherfucker. I'm telling y'all. I'm telling y'all, man. In that parking lot, we gambled a lot. We made plenty of money. We made plenty of money, man. And 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 protecting ourselves. We protected each other. And I know I I let Big John on here a couple times, you know what I'm saying? Cause Big John, me and Big John always talking. Big John always remember. You know, a lot of the good old days. I do too, but it's always good to get a different story and to get a different perspective from a homie that's been right there in the trenches with you. Um, and me and Big John, we got plenty of stories, man. Plenty of stories, man. Me and Big John roll a lot. And I, you know, I feel like to a degree, man, I helped kind of shape how he was going to be, man. Because I remember he was talking to me one time and he was saying how me and my brother, made it cool for him not to have a father. And when he said it, I was like, dang. But then as I've gotten a little older, I've, I've, I've understood what he was saying. He was basically saying that it was okay that he didn't have his father because he had me and my brother. Because me and my brother, not, I ain't going to say practically raised him, but we, you know what I'm saying, we guided him. When he needed clothes, you know what I'm saying, we, he wanted some work, he wanted to put some work in, we let him put work in. I, I know when we rolled with each other, we always was strapped. He had a gun. I always gave him a gun. I mean, we. I mean, at a young age, I mean, Slim was with me. You know what I'm saying? And been through a lot of shit. So it's like, you know, as I sit here in Tulum, it's like I think about 42. Like, damn. You know what I'm saying? That's that's crazy. Wasn't that um Jackie Robinson's number 42? Cause I think he made a movie that was called 42. I think right. 42. Let me see. 42. Put it in Google real quick and see what come up. Let me put Jackie. Yep. So yeah. Forty two. Jackie Robbins. And then even and then even with that, it's just like it's just like knowing, you know what I'm saying, knowing your history. Cause it made me think about made me think about forty two and like that movie and what happened and you know, I, I I do, y'all. I just start thinking about stuff to kind of to kind of put it in perspective and then tie it to a piece of history. You know what I'm saying? Because we don't get taught history um, like we used to when I was in school, when I was in grade school. Um, and and I think for the most part, a lot of these kids, man, they don't they don't know their history either, man. I think that's part of why they act out too, man, because they just don't know. They just don't know no better. And as I sit here, as I sit here and look at these little, these little morning creatures that's starting to pop up, it's a lot of little animals and wildlife out here on the resort. But they don't bother nobody, though. They just kind of do their thing. And there's a couple of them coming out right now for the first part of their morning. He taking the shit. Stretching and shit. They stretching and shit. Funny as shit, man. Watching these animals wake up and stretch. Motherfucker stretching like shit. And so, yeah, man, it just made me think, man, about, you know, that number 42. And it made me think about Jackie Robinson a little bit. 
um, and just, you know, some history. And how, you know, a lot of us don't get, you know, that history, man. But we should, man. We should dig back into that history, man, and, 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 and realize who we are and why we are who we are. And be good with it, you know. Be good with the fact that you are who you are, and be okay with it. You know, don't 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 feel no no type of way about some of the shit that you did in your past, or you know, mistakes where you fucked up. I mean, we all fuck up. But I learned, you know, even with that story about people, you know, talking about my dad and saying that I was like my father. You know, I was like, you know, he. He had he had some wild shit with him, you know. My father had some wild shit with him, but he also was a good dude, man. And a lot of the dudes that my father, you know, chilled with, was cool. They loved him, you know. They had a, they had a, a mutual bond, mutual respect. And so when I fast forward and look at my homies, you know, what I'm saying GP Chris, we called him GP because that's Grandpa um, Hood, um, T Man, Cool Papa. Uh, Dickie, Cam, Bobby, um, shit, there's so many of us, man, Blue, um, and then of course, you know, everybody on my side, you know, I mentioned a few of them already, my brother, Dave, Big John, Ty, Larry, um, I don't know, Antoine, Antoine's name sticks out, Eric's name sticks out, um, I remember Jermaine Holloway from back in the day. He 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 uh he died. Jermaine died, he played basketball. Um I mean there's a few people, you know what I'm saying, that I remember from, you know, my past and kinda connect those relationships and friendships to current day. Cause my circle now that I got now, man, I mean we've been at it for at least I mean we we've been at it for for two decades, man. I would say two and a half decades. Two and a half decades of just friendship, you know, family. You know, I, I consider all them dudes my brother. All them dudes, man. I consider all them dudes in some way, shape, or form my brother. Because we've been through a lot of shit, all of us. I mean, especially, you know, T-Man, his cousin, Smith, J-Bo, um, Ray. Ray Ray, I mean, we all been through, we all been through some shit. Frank Nitty, um, we we, I mean, the coalition when we was at Baloo, man, that shit was crazy. But that's but that's a bond that hasn't been broken yet. It's a bond that hasn't been broken yet. We don't see each other all the time, every day, all day. But Facebook a motherfucker because it lets you stay connected, stay, it lets you stay, you know, up to date on what's going on in everybody's life. But just. Remembering back to them times, man. It was some good times up Baloo, man. Good times growing up in, in Southeast, man. Good times going down East Over, man. We had this game, man. We had this fucked up game where we used to walk down East Over to the Red Door and get drunk all 40 ounce. Like, um, St. Eyes. We used to drink that shit heavy. That shit, I can't believe I'm still here sometimes as much of that shit as I used to drink, man. That St. Eyes. But we used to drink St. Eyes. We used to drink 40 to St. Eyes, go down East Over. And we used to walk back towards our house on six, and we would just tag people out. We would just tag them out and just knock them out. And so I remember when, we, when I think it was on the, it was either on the news or it was on social media, and they were showing how um, this this little game had started where people just start slapping people or people start hitting people. And I was like, Joe, we did that way back in the day, man. We literally walked from East over and pointed motherfuckers out. It, mainly males. We ain't fucking no females. Mainly males. And we used to just, um, yeah, we used to just walk up on niggas and knock their ass out. That shit was crazy. <laughs> that, that shit was crazy. I mean, listen, I used to do some wild shit, man. And, and, and it's not, you know, not to glorify the shit that I've done, but it makes me think back. Like, damn, I'm an individual that has really done a lot of crazy shit. But I'm still here, and 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 at 42, you know, you know, I'm gonna say, you know, in your 40s, you know, you really start thinking about some stuff. And so I'm thinking now, at 42, I'm really realizing 
how blessed I am, you know, for real, in real life, you know, in terms of, you know, just still being here. And then some of the things that I've encountered, some of the things that I'm doing, you know, a lot of people don't get to do some of the stuff that I enjoy. You know, some people don't get to leave the country. Some people don't have passports. Some people, you know, have never been out of um, the state that they live in. You know, and I've, and I've been fortunate enough to be out of the state that I, that I grew up in and out of the country, you know, that I grew up in as well. So it's just, you know, you think about your life and you think about some of the shit that you've done, man. You got to think about, you know, all of the blessings and how blessed you are and then kind of turn that on to get tuned into a different side of you, man. Because now I'm, I'm tuned into a different side of me. I'm tuned into a side that still kind of like to have fun. You know, I'm still a protector. I'm still that young man, you know, but I'm just grown. I'm older now, you know, so I know what battles to, you know, I know what battles to fight. I'm not just out here fighting every battle no more, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to pick and choose the battles so I can weave my way, you know what I mean? I know lately I've been talking about G.I. Joe when I was younger, and I used to watch G.I. Joe, but G.I. Joe had a, 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 a slogan, and it was tough. It was it was knowing, knowing is half the battle. And as I get older, that kind of still rings in my ear because that's true. Knowing is half the battle. You know, knowing what to fight, knowing what to, you know, put so much energy towards or not put so much energy towards, or just knowing how to navigate. I think that's I think that's a key slogan. Knowing is half the battle. And as I sit here, it's just you know, just reminiscing on some stuff. Um, that's true. Knowing is half the battle. Because if you if if we all we all say if, if it's something that we knew back in the day that we know now, shit, we be we be we be bad people, man. Because we will make different decisions. But if we do that, it'll alter how we look now. You know what I mean? Because our past, you know, creates our, our present. You know what I mean? Everything that we've been through in our past makes us who we are today, good or bad. Good or bad. Because we all not perfect. You know what I'm saying? So we all got our fucked up ways. We all got our flaws. And we just work at it every day. I mean, it's no, it's, it's no timetable for that. There's no timetable on, um, on how to, you know, be perfect or, or fix your flaw. You might not never fix it. It might just be something that God gave you that's imperfect that he wants you to have to make you different from everybody else. And sometimes that's a good thing. Sometimes that's okay that you that you different than everybody else. People might pick on you or people might, you know, say stuff to you or whatever, but fuck them. I mean, you different and that's good. You different in your own way. Can't nobody take that from you. And then if you, you know, you identify with that, you know, you kind of live that a little bit. You know, you kind of live that you different and you're okay with that. And it is okay to be different because all of us not the same. We all got our different little little shit with us, you know, and that's cool. And that, and that makes us, you know, uniquely different than anybody else. Anybody's makeup they, they, is different than ours. And I'm sitting here and I started this joint and it was, it was dark. Now the the sun coming up, I see the clouds, I see the beach, the trees, all of the landscaping. So just just sitting here, you know, talking. It was dark when I first started, and now it's light, and now I can see everything. And so you look at you look at shit different, you know. When when I was sitting here in the dark talking, it was a different atmosphere, different vibe. And now that the sun is up, I see people walking past, going about their way. It's just a different vibe, but it's still good. It's just different. And I think that's how how we gotta approach every day, man. Every day gonna be different, you know. Every day gonna be different, but it don't mean we gotta be, you know, um, not peaceful. You know, we can be peaceful, man. We can be peaceful people, you know, to 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 allow life to be a little bit better, man. Because life is so. <clears throat> Life is so crazy now. Hustle and bustle. You know, you t- you put your turn signal on. The person behind you see your turn signal, but they still don't want to let you over. People see you getting off the exit. They see you coming off the exit, but they do something stupid. They they get on the they get on the highway, slow down. I mean, it's just I mean, people just do crazy stuff. And it's like we just gotta deal with it. We just gotta deal with it and be peaceful, man, and stop being so you know inconsiderate 
I walk around now and I just look at people and see how and consider we are. And I'm gonna say we, because I'm 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 guilty of it sometimes myself when I, when I can be a little bit more well spoken for myself. And I do. I think I go out of my way now to generally speak to people. I think if I'm if I if I, I if my if our eyes connect, if I see you looking at me, I'm gonna speak to you. Hello, how you doing? I mean, or even if I can feel that you might not say nothing, I might, you know, smile, make a face, make a gesture to let you know I'm trying to be peaceful. But that's it. I, that's all I'm doing. I mean, that's that's all you really can do. You can't worry about when you speak to somebody and they don't speak back. I mean, they're not ready yet. They're not ready to speak. Some people got shit going on with them that you know can't can't nobody help them with, but but somebody professional. And that's and that's and that's true. That's true. I mean, people. I mean, I don't want to get stuck on. You know how people want to fake disconnect from you know mental illness and and think that it's not real. That shit is real. There's so many different ways I think about mental illness. People talk about you know slavery and how generationally that shit has caught up with us and you know um, and and fuck with us in whatever form. And to a degree, I I agree with that. You know, but I know we've had we've we've had our own form of you know um, and differences where we've been fucked up on our own. You know families, friends, situations that you live through, decisions that you make. You know, you got your own shit that you're dealing with, too, on top of that. So, yeah, I mean, mental illness is definitely real. And it's definitely something that we got to, you know, consider. Because we got friends who who not here no more because of that shit. I know I, I, mean, I know I got a couple. You know, I know I got a couple who, you know, committed suicide because of that shit. So we always got to try to identify with that, man, and understand that. You know, we definitely got, you know, we definitely got some shit going on with ourselves, too. And we and we got to identify with that. We, can, we can't be so prideful that if we can identify something going on with ourselves that we don't get checked out or don't get help. Now is the time, you know what I'm saying, at this day and age, that if you got an ailment, you got something going on, get it checked out. Don't be too prideful to get it checked out. You know, you'll, you'll, you'll make yourself a better person if you do so because you'll live longer, man. You listen to these doctors. And I'm not saying take all the advice, do everything they say do, but at least listen to them. They are a little smarter than us. And get a relationship with your doctors. Make it personal, you know what I'm saying? So they can make y'all business of being in the doctor's office personal so they can look out for you. And I tell people all the time, relationships are important, man. You got you to gotta have great relationships with people in order to, um, you know, like really live a better life. If that makes sense. Like when you're connected to people and you have good relationships with them and you see them on a regular basis, your life gets a little easier because you're not dealing with all of the the bullshit out here in the world. You're dealing with your core group of people that's making you feel comfortable. I mean, of course, you still got outside shit that go on at your job, with your kids. I mean, life in general. But if you stay around your core group of people, keep them connected to you, life is a little easier. And you tend to respond to things a little differently. Like you, you, you would, you would respond like you know aggressively back in the day. You know, if you was you know twenty five. You, you know, you you approaching everything aggressively. You know, now in my forties or in your forties, you 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 kind of reliving certain situations in your head in that instance, and thinking like you know what? All right, now nah, I'm not gonna do that. Let me let me be easy because I've I've done it. I mean, I've done it on. Several occasions, I catch myself a lot, um, in a in a different mindset at that time, and I don't even know how it happens, but I be in a different mindset at that time, and got to catch myself from not doing something, and we all got to do that. I mean, I think that that us catching ourselves and understanding that everything ain't fight, everything ain't got to be violence, everything ain't got to be a back a back and forth, everything ain't got to be negative. Sometimes it could just be, you know, um, not saying nothing or just walking away or just understanding that it's not that serious. I mean, if, if somebody's not trying to harm you personally or physically or somebody in your family, then nine times out of ten it's not worth it because you have no idea what that person is dealing with. And now once you engage them, now you're involving yourself in their life. And now you're adding shit to your your plate. Nah, fuck that. You don't want to do that. Sometimes you got to just walk away. And I know, you know, sometimes that's not easy because I know it hasn't been easy for me. But sometimes you just have to. I mean, it's so many, 
there's so many different things that we got to do to become better people. I mean, literally get side, get outside of our own comfort zone, like outside of what we've been comfortable with for so long to actually be able to see some of the things we could do to be better people. Cause you got to get outside your comfort zone in order to do that. You got to be willing to do some stuff that you would not ordinarily do in, in, in order to walk into this, this new comfortable place. That's okay to be blunt. It's okay to speak your mind. It's okay to tell people how you feel. It's okay to be who you are. It's okay to do whatever it is you want to do and be comfortable with it. You know what I'm saying? I was telling these kids not too long ago that it's okay to want to want to play the flute. That's okay. If you want to play the flute, play the flute. If you want to play soccer, you can play soccer. I mean, I mean, you gotta be you gotta be willing to be comfortable enough to do shit that you would not normally do. And if you're not good at it, you're not good at it. But if you are, stick with it. Boom, you doing it, and you comfortable. And ain't nobody bothering you. There's a lot of people who get stuck and not necessarily doing what they're comfortable with, but but doing what everybody else doing. And can't do that shit. Like everybody can't, you know, um, ice skate. So it's not a lot of black, you know, hockey players. You know, I mean, the the NBA is sixty eight percent black. No, the NBA is seventy four percent black. The NFL is sixty eight point eight percent black. Right. And I'm not saying that we can't play football or basketball, but if you if you do something else, do that shit. It's other ways to be a professional in, 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 in other things. You know, you could be a professional violinist. You can be a professional artist. You can be, you know, um, a professional like a beautician or, or doing hair or, you know, whatever. I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of um, salon owners that I know. And now that they've owned that salon, they branched out and they bought property. They've, they've adopted neighborhoods, you know what I mean? Um, they do all these community charitable events. I mean, you can be rich in other ways, Joe. You can don't necessarily just need to be rich to have money and just keep it all to yourself, you know what I mean? I think people who, who are wealthy now and who give back understand why they're wealthy. And that is, you know, showing other people how to get in their shoes, showing other people how to do what they did. I think people who are in better situations than other people that don't reach back and show other people how to do it, I think that, you know, I'm not going to hate on them and say that that's not cool, but I just feel like that doesn't help us progress as, as people, regardless of what race it is. Because it's different races that do the shit too, but of course, I'm speaking specifically for us because we got to get out of that, man. We got to get out of, you know, um, being real estate agents, you know, having, you know, um, a business, doing something, um, whether you do taxes, whatever you do, you're a professional, whatever you do. And if you're making residual income on properties or whatever you're doing, man, get some of that information back to the homie. Bring that shit back to your neighborhood, man. Put together a little form, you know, where you just get a table and get some microphones, invite people to come out and just listen to what you're talking about. Don't charge people. Don't 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 charge people to come and listen to um to um to your information. Just tell them. So people can know, man. I think that's what we I think I think that's one of the ways we can progress as people, man. If we got people who would be willing to um, reach back out and help others get to where they are, I think that would that would help us a lot. People always ask me, you know, what is something we can do, and that's something we can do. And I'm on a 42 minute mark, and I'm talking about some good shit. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think. I think I think that's something we could do to progress as people because I think, you know, from time to time, you know, we haven't been, you know, the type of people who are willing to share information. 
towards one another. You know what I mean? We we tend to hold on to it for whatever reason. I'm like, nah, let's not do that. Let's share that information. Let's share, you know, how to get wealthy, man. So so we can get into better predicaments, man. Get get more of our people, you know, out of these bad predicaments, man. I I, I saw LeBron James commercial. Um and I didn't understand it at first. I had to watch I think I saw it like four times. And it was a commercial about um, kids in sports having humble beginnings, meaning that they came from, you know, less than fortunate, you know, households, you know, trying to fight through sports to play sports or whatever. And he was like, let's get rid of humble beginnings. And I was like, damn, let's get rid of humble beginnings. I was like, that'd be tough. And not saying that kids who didn't have humble beginners are, you know, any more, you know, better or perform better than kids who don't. But I mean, of course, you know, they get a they get a great start. They get a jump start on life better than other kids. And that's okay. Because kids who don't get the best jump start, they learn their way. And I, and I, that was me. I was one of those kids. I was one of those kids who, you know, had to kind of navigate through life my own way and I, I got locked up and you know I've been through some shit you know lost some friends um lost some friendships I mean just all types of shit and I mean I think you know just in terms of giving back I think that would help us dramatically you know because if you can go back and sit down and talk to people that kind of that kind of came from where you came from and now probably, you know, growing up where you came from, you they'll relate to you. And if you're successful and you can and you're relatable enough where they relate to you about you being from their community or being about, you know, where you grew up and all that, I mean, people will listen to you. I mean, because it's actually a show me type of um um what's the word I'm looking for? Um, society. We we live in a show me society. So if 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 you're relatable enough where they can relate to you, connect to you, right? And if you are wealthy and successful, they're gonna see that in your in your in your tone, in your demeanor, how you carry yourself, you know, how you talking, how you present yourself, just all of that. People pay attention to that. And if you are successful, and you have that experience and you've acquired all of that knowledge is is you know it to me is it's it's out of respect to want to give it back out to people who you think can use it and need it and i think that's you know one of the areas or one of the ways we could give back and 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 help progress us as a people man i mean because as 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 we are here and Saloon, I think we've only seen one other black couple. And the, and the black couple that we saw, the, the guy ran into him. His name was Mark. He said he was from Toronto, but he had family in Jamaica. So, I mean, you know, you run into people and you listen to them and you just imagine, damn, okay, what they doing up in Toronto? What they doing in, what they doing in Jamaica? And that make you want to go, you know, to these different places. And I mean, just you know, just just that just that mindset of wanting to share with people and help people get better, man. That's I think that's we I think that's where we win, man. I mean, I know this election is going to be crazy. I know this Donald Trump shit been crazy. I was talking to a guy, a white gentleman, and his wife. I think she was, I think she was Korean. Um, he was talking about Donald Trump and how. This whole impeachment shit is a joke, and I was just like, "Yeah, it is." I mean, so it's it's refreshing to hear, you know, white people, you know, that kind of don't believe in some of this bullshit that this dude is doing. But that's neither here nor there, you know, because we all got our own opinions about this two party system. I don't agree with it, but it is what it is, man. But yeah, man, I'm into loan. I'm enjoying myself. And I wanted to just come on here and rap to y'all for like 2.2.
We got to get better, man. We got to look out for one another. Help each other out, man. Dig into our past. Acknowledge who we been. You know, who we are today. And, uh, you know, get better, man. Be better people. I mean, there's enough stuff out here killing us now, man. Food, water, medicine, some of these drugs that we on. We got just we just gotta be willing to get outside of that comfortable zone, that comfortable place, and do something different, man. For real, and I mean it. It all ties into being better than you were yesterday. It all ties into it, man. Being better than you were yesterday. I mean, what's what's the old saying? If you if you want better, you gotta do better. So be being better than you were yesterday is a culmination of everything that we gotta do. To be better people, whether it's stop cursing, taking drugs, um, being negative, whatever the fuck you got to do, man. Whatever the fuck you got to do. If you got to stop at that stop sign, if you got to put your turn signal on, if you got to make sure you pay your bill on the right date, whatever you got to do, man. It, it's a it's an accumulation of a lot of things that we got to do, and I'm not telling you it's going to be easy. It's not. It is not going to be easy. I always tell motherfuckers, be easy. But that just means take it light. That means just, you know, be safe. Be cool. You know, but nothing that we do in life is going to be easy, man. We got to work at it. And being better than you were yesterday is, is has got to have some effort to it. Got to give it some effort for it to work. Got to give it some effort. So to all my... um. My listeners, again, man, I thank y'all, man, for sitting here listening to me, you know, just talking, just sharing some shit, getting shit off my chest, as you all have been doing for the last, going on two years. I appreciate that. I know this year going to be a little different. Got a couple things that set up. Got a couple things that I'm working on. Um, so it's going to be a little different. I'm going to try to take it to the next level and um, see if I can't make this better. Like I'm asking y'all to do. I would never ask y'all to do nothing that I wouldn't try to do myself, man. I was just telling somebody that in an interview. I was like, I, I, I manage and I supervise, you know, as a teacher and a coach. I don't just try to tell you what to do. I try to give you life experiences as well because we all got them. And I think that y'all allowing me to share some of my life experiences here on this platform. And when you respond and comment and, you know, tell me that you can relate, it's letting me know that, you know, I got plenty to talk about. Because I got so much more to talk about. I just I just got to find them, them times when I can do it. And, and it be authentic and sincere, not, you know, anything scripted or made up. Because a lot of times when I talk, you know, I try not to rush what I want to say, I remember when I first started, I used to try to have a little script, and I used to try to run it down and go through it, and it just ain't feel right. But I do got an outline that I need to go back to where I got a format so I can format everything. I, I literally had a format, and I need to stick back to that because I listened to an old episode about two weeks ago, and I, I was listening to my format. I was like, damn, okay, I need to get back to that. But I think for the most part, I just like to let it flow and kind of, you know, just just rap to y'all, man. Whether you got some wine or some or some cognac, or whether you just in the bed high as a motherfucker, and you just listening. I mean, it's just you know something to you know put your mind in a different perspective. You know, you know, give you something else to think about other than the hustle and bustle that we go through on a on a day in and day out basis. You know, I mean, it it, it is so many things that we got to think about, but. I think on top of the list should be us being better, us being better people, being more respectful to one another, and just loving each other a lot more than we are now, because shit is fucked up. I think we got to just be better, you know, do make whatever adjustments that's going to allow us to be better people, and to just show love, man, and and not, and not all this violence, not all, not all this, uh, this tension. You know, but yeah, man, 
Everybody out on their morning stroll with their coffee and they and they and they sketches, man. On they shit, man. I think I'm about to get on my shit. I worked out though. I worked out. I worked out the other day. And then I did water aerobics twice. That shit tired me out. And then that that spa treatment yesterday with that massage. Ooh low. You talking about I needed that? Oh man. I needed that. I needed that. So man, listen, man. I hope y'all um I hope y'all be good, man. Hope y'all be good out there, man. And share that knowledge, man. Share that knowledge, man. It's looking nice in Mexico right now. <sighs> Clouds. It look good, man. It look like it's going to be a sunny day. Sunny day. Well, look, man. Y'all be good, man. Don't do nothing I wouldn't do. And always strive to be better, man. Always strive to be better. This is six man. Y'all be. This is a journey. It's it's a process. And and I know that you think that you know everything now. And out of the abundance of what you think, you speak. But sometimes if you would just hold your peace and realize that how you see it today may not be how you see it five years from now and you will have damaged everybody with wrong information because you thought it was an experience and it's a journey. I'm just captivated by these newest methods of mines And it's just fuel to the flame of this aggression of mines And just like fine wine, boy, we get better with time Cause I'm just moving, I'm moving, I'm moving, yeah I'm cruising, I'm cruising, I'm cruising, yeah I learned my lesson, what a price to pay And I just got up on my knees and talked to Christ today Cause I'm just moving, moving, Cause moving, I be, cause yeah. I be. I'm cruising, cruising, cause I be, cause I be I learned my lesson, what a price hey, to pay and I um, woke up feeling blessed Told myself, gotta live and let go No regrets, forgiveness in my heart Never no stress, mellow breeze AOT, we the best, no Cali On this road to riches For a minute, hey, mileage Had some bustle on the way, guess who couldn't hold on Sad to say, times got real Look who didn't stay true Who you, this ain't no shade Just venting, no offense, forgot to mention You was my brother from another Nothing but love for you. Hope you shine. I've been told you nothing, no, no one gon' ever stop mine. Oh no, this my prime time grind. Hey, I'm moving, I'm moving, I'm moving. Yeah, I'm cruising, I'm cruising, I'm cruising. Yeah, I learned my lesson, what a price to pay. And I just got up on my knees and talked to Christ today. Cause I'm just moving, 